The price for Jair Alexander just went up. What this means for the Packers as they try and sign their star cornerback. Plus, speaking of up, what about moving up in the draft for the Green Bay Packers? We explore options on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I come to the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. We are going to get to some NFL draft talk coming up a little bit later. I know that you are still very all in on all of this talk about receiver and the Green Bay Packers in the NFL draft, right? You're not sick of it. You're not, you're not over it. You're not going, are you really still doing this? Okay, if that's you. We're going to start our show somewhere else because Denzel Ward, the Browns cornerback, just got paid. He got hella paid. In fact, he got a five-year, $100 million deal. Why are we talking about it? This is a Packers show after all. Well, of course, we are talking about it because Jair Alexander is yet unsigned for the 2023 season and beyond. That seems important. And what's interesting, if you look at these mega deals, you look at the highest paid corners in the league. A bunch of them (laughs) were just paid. Marshawn Lattimore just got the bag. Xavier Howard just got the bag. J.C. Jackson in free agency just got the bag. And then Denzel Ward, he gets his own even bigger bag. Jalen Ramsey congratulated him. He became the second corner to get $100 million in potential total value. We know that these numbers are not always what they seem. You know, we we hear guaranteed money and we hear 75 million and it's really those are total guarantees. They include injuries. It's not fully guaranteed money. The the most anyone has gotten in fully guaranteed money for a corner is $45 million. Marshall Nadmore got a touch more fully guaranteed than uh Jalen Ramsey he got even, and I'm I'm sure that that was part of that discussion. If you're the Packers, you're looking at these numbers and you're going, we got to get this deal done. We got to get this deal done ASAP because the price is only going up. The longer they wait, the higher that number gets. We saw with the receivers. Mike Williams got 20 million. So Devontae's going, well, I should get 25. No, he didn't get it, but he got more. Tyreek Hill is going, well, I want more than Devontae. And now you're seeing A.J. Brown not happy with the way he's being portrayed in the media, potential trade candidate in Tennessee. Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, these guys reportedly not super happy with their current situations. They want to get paid. And you can bet that they're going to be asking, along with D.K. Metcalf, hey, I want Tyreek Hill money. 
I'm younger than that guy. I'm five years younger than Devontae Adams if I'm DK Metcalf. I want to get paid commensurate to my projection. In three years, the number one receiver in the league might be making $30 million. Well, if I'm going to be a top five player in the league at the position, I want to be making $30 million. The next guy to get paid is the guy who generally gets the most, assuming they're in that category. Now, J.C. Jackson, I don't think was quite in that mix, although probably should have been. He's just not the fit for every scheme the way that he was in New England. So that might be part of it. You know, Jalen Ramsey can play anywhere. He's the best corner in the league. With all due respect to Jair Alexander, I think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the league. I think Jair Alexander is right there. I think there's a group of guys that can say that. I think I think Jair is better than someone like Trey White. Like he's better than someone like Marlon Humphrey. Um, and and Marshawn Lattimore is probably that that tier of guy was where I think Jair Alexander fits in. He's right there, and I think he's better than Denzel Ward. So if he's better than Denzel Ward, he's got to get more money. And it's not he's gotta, he's gonna. Someone is going to give Jair Alexander the Denzel Ward contract. The Packers are going to have to decide if it's going to be them. Now, as I've said, now I also said this before Devontae Adams was traded, but the Packers don't let these guys walk out the door. If they want to pay someone, they will pay someone. And it just got easier for them to say, we can afford it because they're not having to pay Devontae Adams. Maybe the calculation changes if they make a trade for A.J. Brown or Debo Samuel, unlikely. But I think A.J. Brown could be in the mix, especially if he's annoyed enough to say, do what you got to do and I'll do what I got to do. You know what I mean? Like if he's if he's that angry to bring it to social media and air the dirty laundry like that, maybe there is irreconcilable differences. Maybe he's looking at it going, what, what am I doing over here with Ryan Tannehill? Why don't I try and go play with Aaron Rodgers? And maybe Tennessee would say, well, if we're going to trade him somewhere, might as well be to the NFC versus one of these AFC teams. But what do you do with Ryan Tannehill? That's a whole other conversation. We heard in February, conversations were ongoing. We didn't know how imminent a deal was going to be done. If you're the Packers, you have more money to make this work. Plus, you can actually reduce Jair Alexander's cap hit in 2022. But now, if you're Jair Alexander's agent, John Thornton, you're going, hmm, you can't cry poverty anymore, fellas. Listen, Russ Ball, you're not paying Devontae Adams top of market receiver money. You're going to pay Chris Olave or Traylon Burks or Jamison Williams, or Jalen Tolbert, top 50 pick money. That's night and day. You've got a lot more money now freed up to pay my client, who deserves to get $20 million a year or more. Like when Trent Williams signed for the David Bakhtiari deal plus a dollar, <laughs> which is just, just tremendous. It's tremendous. This is, this is what you want to be the highest paid player ever at your position. I think Jair Alexander can get there. That's why if you're the Packers, you got to be going, this has got to get done fast. This has got to get done and it's got to get done fast because they also have to pay Rashawn Gary. They also have to figure out Darnell Savage, his fifth year option. When is he going to get a contract this time next year? 
They're going to be having these same discussions. Okay, what is he worth? For all of the money that you might be saving not paying Devontae Adams, there are other guys. Elton Jenkins is going to have to get paid. Now, it's a nice problem, quote unquote, to have that you have so many talented players that you're trying to find a way to pay for all of them. But it's not just a willingness to pay. The Packers were reportedly willing to pay Devontae Adams' asking price. It was more about how this was handled from the start, how it was handled last year. And I'm sure Devontae Adams saw the writing on the wall with Aaron Rodgers and went, uh, how much longer is this guy going to be here? A year? Maybe two? If I go to Vegas and vouch for Derek Carr and they pay me all this money and then they get to pay Derek Carr, this is the core. This is the next five years of your franchise. And that's exactly what the Raiders did. That wasn't the case in Green Bay. So especially with potential upheaval coming, you know, not everyone is in the same position to make those sorts of choices. If you're an offensive lineman, it's a little different. Like Aaron Rodgers makes his offensive lineman look better. He makes Devontae Adams look better as well. But if you're going to pay Allen Jenkins a top of market contract, it makes sense for him to stay in Green Bay, especially with Adam Stenovich, who's the new offensive coordinator. No one is going to value him the way the Packers do. And I think the same is true for someone like J.R. Alexander, who is a little undersized, who is a huge culture guy in the locker room, who is a, a feisty competitor, but again, a little undersized. Is he going to fit every scheme out there? Maybe not. Now, that being said, he is an elite player at the position. And so I'm not worried about it. I don't think the Packers are worried about it. And I, don't, I frankly don't think many other teams, except for stubborn ones, or that should probably read as dumb ones, are that worried about it. You have to get this done as soon as possible. It makes sense for you to clear the cap, to fix that if you can. And it makes sense to lock this guy up because there are these other players who are going to want to get paid too. So you, you always want to be ahead of that so that when the market comes, all of a sudden now you're getting a deal. We bought a house a year ago. We could sell it for more now than we could then. It's worth more now. In a year, you sign Jerry Alexander now. In a year, there could be two or three more guys who get paid. This just happened at receiver. It happens every year at quarterback. Someone gets a top of market deal and then right away someone else gets one and then another and then another and all of a sudden you've got value. Aaron Rodgers is going to be underpaid in a year because Lamar Jackson is going to get a new contract. Kyler Murray is going to get a new contract from someone. And all of a sudden he's not going to be making the most money in the league and he's still going to be one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the league. You want to maximize that value now if you can. And the fact that they're, they've been working on this, that both sides seems to want to make it happen, I think points to, at least so far, an amicable resolution to all of this. We have not heard any of the reporting that we did around the Devontae Adams thing. We, we knew Devontae Adams last August was not happy about how things were going. They broke off contract negotiations. And then coming out of the season, we have Ian Rappaport reporting, it's not in a good place. Things are not going great. This is, this is not good. We don't have that same situation with the Packers and Jair Alexander right now. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens every day. I love being able to bring a product to you that I use in my daily life and, and am someone who, just person to person, 
I've been asked about this product. My friends have asked me about AG1. And I recommended it to them off air because I believe in it. Because I believe in feeding your body things that make you feel better. I believe in the connection between the things that you put in your body and the way your body feels, the way your mind feels. And that's what the Athletic Greens brand is all about. It's what AG1 is all about. When you take AG1, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I love it because it gets my stomach feeling right every day. Keeps my gut healthy. And I don't mean like I've had too many beers, although some days, certainly, that's the case. I'm trying to get my eating habits to get my body feeling my best, which is why I start my day with AG1. And right now, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Today's episode also brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. And I want to remind you about our live NFL draft show in the feed, if you're a podcast subscriber, you heard um, part of our Odyssey NFL Mock Draft special, a teaser for that. Go check that out. That is one of my favorite things every year around the NFL Draft that we do. And we're doing a live show from the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page. We're going to go live Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. If the draft is on, we will be on to bringing you everything from around our network. We have the best network of local experts to break down these picks, impact, and, and outcomes and everything that these picks bring to these teams, what they mean, and there's no better place to get your draft day content than Locked On NFL Draft's YouTube page and our live show, which I am hosting. Go check it out. So one of the things that I was thinking about with the Packers draft situation is trading. And the reason I was thinking about it was we did our draft tiers yesterday. If you missed that show, go check it out. A lot of a lot of fun stuff to talk about there. But so what what do you do if you're the Packers and you're going, okay, I want to make sure I'm getting my guy. And if you're the Packers, I think you're in a position to say, I want to make sure. I get my guy. So they also have to deal with the Eagles are going to be in the market for a receiver. The Chargers apparently in the market for a receiver. Whether or not that has anything to do with Keenan Allen, I don't know for sure, but just something to keep an eye on there. The Saints with now two first round picks. This is, at least from what I've been told and the people I've talked to and our our boy Ross Jackson over at Locked On Saints insists to me that this trade-up was not about a quarterback, that they want, you know, Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from you and I, and and a receiver, you know, Jamison Williams, if they can get him. 
Saints are going to be in the mix. The Patriots are a potential team to look out for ahead of the Packers at receiver. And the Kansas City Chiefs, who are notorious for wanting to move up and move around and also feel like the Packers do, that they are a receiver away from getting back to where they were a year ago, even after trading the best receiver that they have had in a long time and one of the best receivers in the league. In Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. Green Bay might have to move up to get where they want to go. So, what can they get? A couple things that I want to do with this, because I looked at the bet online over-unders to see where the betting markets think that these guys are going. And I looked at the Packers draft capital. So, what can they get? If you give up 22 and 53, where can that get you? Their highest first round pick and their highest second round pick. Well, if you use the, the Rich Hill draft chart, which is the, the one that a lot of teams use, the Jimmy Johnson chart is, is become a little bit of um, an anachronism. It's not as widely used. I mean, there's certainly some teams that, that still look at it. I think the Rich Hill chart is better. It's not as good as even some of the other charts that are out there. Some teams use proprietary charts, um, you know, the Rams, the Ravens, the Eagles, um, and potentially the Packers um, who have a, a robust analytics staff. 22 plus 53 on the Rich Hill chart get you almost exactly to 11. Why is 11 an interesting number with Washington? Well, 11 is interesting, first of all, because Terry McLaurin is there. But second of all, because the bet online over-unders for Garrett Wilson and Drake London, 10 and a half. So if the Jets take one of them, the other one is probably going to be there. If you think Drake London is a special talent and, and the Jets draft Garrett Wilson, would you go up to get that guy? Would you go up to get him and say, we think Drake London can be DeAndre Hopkins in our, in our offense. We think he can be Devontae Adams in our offense. He's 20 years old for crying out loud. He's 6'4", he's, he's 215, 220, and can move. Basketball player, 540 windmill dunks. It just a specimen and, and so much room to go, again, 20 years old. Now, Go back to our show yesterday, the tiers. I don't think that there's that much of a difference between Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and Chris Olave. So I would not go up to 11 to get the player that I think is the best receiver in the class, even though I think Drake London is the best receiver in the class. I think history tells us, and there's been some really great studies done on this, Pro Football Focus have done a couple of them. Don't think you are significantly better at ordering the receivers, then the league. The gap between the outcomes for receiver at, say, 14 versus 20, not that different. Wide receiver two versus wide receiver five. Those outcomes are not that different. So don't be overconfident in your ability to order those guys unless you have a situation where you can get not only wide receiver one, but someone who everyone believes is, is this elite prospect. It's, I don't think it's worth going up for. What about 22 and 59? Well, 22 and 59 get you to 13. And Houston, Houston will have already picked. This is a second 
first round pick for them. Why is 13 interesting? This is just total serendipity, by the way. But why is 13 interesting? Well, 13 is interesting because Jamison Williams over under on bet online is 12 and a half. If he falls to 13, you can make that deal and it's a fair trade. And you have a team that only has to fall nine spots. You're giving up the worst of your second round picks. And you still have the extra first and your second. So you still made out well. If you're if you're looking at to net out from the Devontae Adams deal, it would be like Devontae Adams for a first round pick, essentially. Plus Jamison Williams. Devontae Adams for a first round pick and Jamison Williams. Probably a pretty good trade. Probably a pretty good trade. Uh and and so. I don't know. That seems like a that seems like a deal that you do. I don't think though you're going to be sitting there at 22 and and at 13 there's going to be this big drop off because again and this is why we did the tiers first. <laughs> because if you have let's say five players in that I think I think it's four, but let's say it's five because Jameson Williams needs checks out. You don't have to start moving up. Or even think about moving up until you're running out of tier one guys. This is not like 2020 where you have Devontae Adams and MVS and Al Nazard and all these guys. They don't. You have to get it. I I think you have to get a tier one guy. That has to be your goal. It's to get a tier one guy. And because you have the extra draft capital, move up if you have to. Let's say they, they want to keep 22, which I think should be the goal. Keep 22. Well, 28... And 53 gets you to 15 with the Eagles. The Eagles could be interested in a receiver. They just traded some of their picks. This is their new high pick. So what if you can't get to 15? 28 plus 59, your second first round pick and your second second round pick. So your original picks if you're the Packers. They get you to 18. Why is 18? Interesting. 18 is interesting because the Eagles will have already picked. You're jumping the Saints second pick. They want to get, I think, a tackle with their first pick. And the Chris Olave bet online over under is 17 and a half. If he gets to, to pass 17, this is probably where you need to get Chris Olave before a team like the Chiefs want to move up. So this is this is something that I think you have to look at. Because at 18, London, Wilson, and Burks could all be off the board. Or London, Wilson, Olave could all be off the board. Or London, Wilson, I think it's going to be definitely those two guys. Jamison Williams could all be off the board. And maybe the Packers' first tier is only four guys. Maybe you need to get up to 18. Okay, let's say you don't want to give up any of your day two picks. That would make sense to me. I don't want to give up any of my day two picks. 28 and 92 gets you to 22. Okay, well, the Packers have 22. So it'll probably get you to 23. Let's say when the Packers get to 22, two tier one guys are on the board. Well, 
two aren't falling for you to 28. So let's say you get to 22 and Olave and Burks are both on the board. You call Arizona and say, we'll give you 28 and 92. And now you can draft both of those guys and you leave the first round with two tier one receivers and you still have two second round picks to go get a tackle or a pass rusher or a safety or any of these other positions that you want to address at the top of the draft. And you left with two tier one wide receivers. Tell me that's not the best case scenario. I really like that one. Here is another one just to keep an eye on. The Steelers at 20. We think they like the quarterbacks. Let's say they get down there and their pick of the quarterbacks are still there. They could get Pickett, Willis, who they really like, Desmond Ritter, Matt Corral, these guys. You want to make sure you jump the Patriots and you want to try and make sure that you are jumping the Cowboys who want to move up for Traylon Burks. They've made no secret that they really like Traylon Burks. You can give up 22 and 140. And on the Rich Hill draft chart, that gets you to 20. If you're the Steelers, you add a pick, you move down two spots, and the Patriots are not taking a quarterback. And you know the Packers are not taking a quarterback. So you're pretty sure unless someone trades into 21 ahead of you, you're going to get a quarterback. That would be the ideal thing to do if there's just one more guy in your first tier. Go up and get that guy. When there's only one left, when that second to last guy gets picked, you got to be on the horn. You got to be on the horn. That's that's my personal opinion. Now, I don't think there's a huge gap between that tier one and that next year, Jameson Williams, who, again, I think could be in tier one if the knee checks out, and George Pickens. But I am higher on George Pickens than the league seems to be, than the betting markets seem to be, than plenty of people in the media and, and on draft Twitter seem to be. They seem to value him more in the 50s. And so, hey, maybe you leave the maybe you leave the draft. You, you, you can get a safety or a defensive lineman or an edge and a receiver. And then at 53, you still have the chance to draft Pickens or Christian Watson or Jalen Tolbert. That would still be a really good option for you. All of this draft capital gives Green Bay so many opportunities to make the best of it that they're they're in just a terrific position to fill this need, however they feel it's necessary. I don't see a trade back unless they've already got one of their guys. There is this, this we, we talked about on the leap yesterday. You don't get your guy at 22, you're there at 28, and all the guys are off the board. Or that's the case at 22. You could trade back. Seattle has two seconds. Um, The Jets have two seconds. Could you convince one of those guys to come up and get someone? I think if you're the Seahawks, they might want to come up and get a quarterback. That would be an opportunity for you to trade back. But I think more likely they move up and get a guy or potentially two guys. That's not out of the realm of possibility at all. I think there is a non-zero chance at 22, they take someone and then find a way to move up to get the next guy if there's two guys in that top tier for them that they feel like they can grab. And then the rest of the draft is open to them to attack, frankly, however they want when it comes to other positions of potential need. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the increase, when the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Do you know what things these things are supposed to cost? I don't. 
So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from your chain store or car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are the same low prices for do-it-yourselfers or professionals. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus joins us. I'm working on another big, 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 big interview. Uh, Hopefully this week, maybe next week. Maybe the week after that. We'll see. Just trying to get it scheduled at some point. Plenty more discussions to be had about the draft, about the prospects, about the roster, and about the future of this team. Always trying to find ways to bring you new, creative, innovative ideas. If you want to hear us talk more about something, I hear from people all the time on Twitter. Um, they send me messages in the Lockdown Packers fan hotline. Hey, I'd love for you to address this question or this issue, or I'd love to talk about this send them to me. I always want to be serving the audience as much as I can. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, it, it makes a difference, and, and we love seeing you. All of our shows are now on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan outline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.